Bet you saw it. Oh, at a boy. We are back, or we're, we're not back, we're here for episode one of season three of the Virtus Performance Podcast. Welcome, Tyler. But we're also back. We're back, because we were here last week for an intro episode, I guess. Intro music, hit it. It's clean. It's cold. And that's what I call high-quality duo. It's just your weekly reminder to stay hydrated, drink, drink some water. It's a really fancy bottle you got there. I like Jeez. it. Sorry, that hair is doing a lot. <laughs> I can turn it down. Way to, uh, way to start strong with, start. with heated talk. So plan for today's episode is because we haven't done the podcast in a little while, we put it out to the Virtus family during the week, what questions they had for us, what things they wanted to talk about, and we have a motley crew of questions. There is a plethora of questions. and Good use of plethora. Thanks. We need a we need a good use button. What do you reckon? We'll get there. Later job. Anyway. Later job. Um, and they're all over the shop, to be honest. Some of them are training related, some of them are life related. <clears throat> um, some of them are Some of them are outrageous. Outrageous. So so basically, plan for today is we're gonna go we've we've randomized, we put them into the Virtus Performance randomizer earlier on. So we're gonna go from top to bottom. We'll, we'll ask the question. We'll both give our answers, and then we'll, some of them will move on real quick. Others yeah. will take a little bit of a deeper dive. Some will take 10 seconds, and <laughs> some are an episode on their own, really, but we'll cover them as best as we can here. Yeah, we, I guess it's a good opportunity for us to, to see what you guys are interested in, see what you want to hear about, see what you want to uh, want us yeah. to talk about. So we'll give um, you little tastes, and if there's a question you really like, we might dive into it on an episode on its own. For sure, and, um, and if there's anyone in particular that we think is better placed to talk about this stuff, we'll get them on as well. Which I think think will help. So, first question, nice, nice, easy one to start off with. What's the best piece of advice you've been given, or have received, or, or have given to someone else? Not necessarily given. I don't really remember anyone ever giving me this advice, but just really cliche. But just be the change you wish to see in the world. So, like whatever you believe Bit of in, or yeah, he actually gave me that advice himself. What a man! Um, Shout out. Whatever you believe in, whatever you. Um, want to change about the world don't complain about it just embody um and set the example for everyone else to follow brilliant i think mine's something pretty pretty similar it's it's cultivate self-awareness and i guess the the follow-up to that is understand what you value understand what's important to you and live your life leaning on those values so every decision you make should be values-based decisions i talk about this a little bit but if we make every decision and all of our actions are centered around what we value and what we find most important. Then we're living a life that's true to ourselves. Yeah. And then you know we're making our world a better place. And if everyone does that, the world becomes a better place. What a start! Thanks. It's a couple of uh, <laughs> it's a couple of um, of nice, nice, easy, uh, you know, self awareness questions in here. So second one, how to create self discipline. I think you best kick us off with that one because I'm still working that out myself. <laughs> I think everyone's still working out. Yeah. I think it's not really something you master. This is something we started the podcast with last week is don't let perfect get in the way of good. I think self-discipline is one of those things that you build momentum um, and when when things are going really well, it's it's easier to stack habits and to, to add good quality things into your life. But when things aren't, it's really difficult. So start small. Um, start with a little thing, a a simple, easy task that you can do, something that takes less than two minutes and do that and just set a time to do that and then build that consistency into your life so that, you know, when you do X, you do Y. So when you drink water, you might, 
I don't know, do some journaling. Or when you meditate, you might do X, or X Y, or Z. But what we want to do with from a discipline perspective is figure out really clearly what your goal is because you know we understand motivation comes in a couple of different forms, extrinsic and intrinsic. For, for those that don't know, an extrinsic motivator is something external that, that, that drives us. So, for example, on the podcast, it would be the numbers. It would be how many people are downloading, how many people are listening. An intrinsic motivator would just be my desire to have good quality conversations and to add value to our community. Those two things are you know, chalk and cheese in terms of where they come from. And if I focus on the numbers and the numbers aren't, aren't you know, building and growing the way I'd want, I'm probably not going to want to do the podcast. But if I focus on good quality conversation and adding value and I can, I can actively enjoy doing this, like you told me afterwards last week you had a good time, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun being able to talk through this stuff. So, so get really clear on where you're going, get clear on what your internal and extrinsic intrinsic and extrinsic motivators are um, we've all got different ones as well and we're all going to have a pile of each so don't you don't feel as though well I'm an extrinsically motivated person you're going to have a bit of both um, but if we can identify what our motivators are and then you know we can effectively just game the system um, and and lean into them and, and figure out like the question I asked myself when we were planning season three of the podcast who do I want to talk to who do I want to have conversations with like the the outcome-based stuff, um, you know, is almost it's a it's a byproduct. Yeah, it looks when, after itself. Yeah, it, it exactly. wasn't necessarily like who's going to draw us the most views and the most clicks, the most listens, downloads. It was just who do we want to talk to? Who's really interesting? Yeah, exactly. And, and a follow-up to the self-discipline question would be: put yourself in an environment where the people who you're surrounded with are doing the things that you want to do. They're all, they've already ticked that off because that will help you draw them to their level. Um, draw you to their level, sorry. And I guess you know, we've all heard the saying, your average of the five people you spend the most time with. I think that's you know, sp- bang on. I love the old, uh, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> Please. Ha, good. All right, next one. This is a minefield. Dating in 2022. Discuss. Save your time and money investing <laughs> yourself. <laughs> that's actually brilliant. End the podcast that's brilliant. <laughs> that is a phenomenal answer. Um, I have nothing to add to that. I have lots of opinions on dating in 2022. So for Go those on, that don't know, been in a relationship for 13 years, a um, couple of kids, dog, cat. Um, my wife is the light of my life. Great American dream. The great American dream. Um, so I have absolutely no... No skin in the game from a dating perspective, but it's fun to watch, and it's fun to watch friends and family. And I, I, uh, I feel for you. I feel for everyone. Everyone dating in twenty twenty two. Things are it's a minefield out there. Um, it seems like chaos, but you're right. Your self worth and happiness isn't exactly. going to be um, attained from another person. Yeah, it's it definitely invest not. invest in yourself, and then when you're ready. Perfect. That is phenomenal it. advice. Um, good from you. Keep doing good things. Do things you love. Um, and eventually, someone will fall out of the sky and, and present yeah. themselves to you yeah. in way, one way or another. Very good. All right, who inspires you? Anybody that's doing better than me. <laughs> like, like, yeah, literally, um, like Locke said, you're the average of the five people you're around. So, like, anyone that's doing what I want to do better than I am, I want to, yeah, surround myself with them and learn off them and leech off them. I nearly said a different word instead of leech. That's why I sort of chuckled to myself. <laughs> you can leech say whatever you want. Them. It's our podcast, mate. You can say whatever you want. People might stop listening, but that's not why we're here anyway. So, um, 
Who inspires me? I think anyone doing good things. And, you know, it's a very similar answer, but they don't necessarily have to be um, you know, ahead of me in terms of, like, you know, social status or life or anything like that. Like, just seeing people who are moving from where they want to, where they are to where they want to be, that inspires me. Seeing people who, you know, don't love coming to the gym, build a habit around enjoying the people and enjoying the movement, enjoying the progress. Um, you know, seeing, seeing Lucy and Billy like fall over and get up and, and, and repeat and learn things and grow and adapt. And, um, and I think that, that capacity that, you know, the girls are teaching me and and kids can teach us around, you know, you're going to fail, you're going to fuck up as long as we keep moving forward, we're going to be okay. Um, anyone doing that, I'm all about it. Yeah, that's probably another one for me too. Anyone that's just facing great hardship mm. and just keeps getting up. Yeah, life, life, life's pretty tough, especially you know the last couple of years. So I think anyone's capacity to be able to, to make, make progress when, when things are shit and to you know, not worry about all of the crap that's going on is brilliant. All right, next one. What gets you up? Get you up and about. Journey I'm not sure if this is a what gets you up in the morning question or a what like, gets you up, but Bailey up. Schmidt, shout out. Thanks, Schmitty. Schmitty's got a few there. He's a good man. Um, what do you reckon? Just self-betterment, <laughs> wanting to improve, wanting to be better than I was yesterday so then I can better serve others and help them get better than they were yesterday. Good answer. So you've got to fill your cup up before you can fill others' cups up. <laughs> Unless you've got kids, then you fill their cup up yeah. and you hope that there's some left for you. Um, oh, what gets me up? I think, yeah, I, th- I think the, the improvement and the growth is a big part of it. Like I've said for a few years that one of my my greatest fears is that I am the same person I was a year ago. Um, figuring out, and, and I guess this is, there's many different aspects of who we are as people. Like there's there's the friend, there's the partner, there's the, for me, the parent, there's the teammate if we play sport, there's the, you know, the colleague, um, and then there's you, and then there's, 15 different elements of you, right? Like yeah. there's my f- you know, health and fitness, there's um, my education, there's my my learning, there's my you know, capacities in, in every different way. So I think what gets me up is moving the needle in one of those capacities. And at the moment, it's it's probably centered around the girls and seeing them improve and making sure that they're you know, happy and safe and, and healthy and, and they're, they're making progress. Um, it certainly changes... Well, there was a big shift for me when we became parents around what, you know, what gets me up in the morning. Like, is you know, Lucy crying gets you up in the morning a lot, way too often. Um, but this place is centered around improvement and growth, and you know, it wouldn't exist if if we didn't value it. So, so I reckon that's it for me. Yeah. Speaking of this place, what's your favorite part of Virtus? Just the people. Like, I've moved to a foreign town. Where I didn't know a single person, and like I feel like I've got another family here. Like, oh. yeah, I can, yeah, it's w- lovely. Walk through the doors and have a chat with fifteen different people, and yeah, like, would you say you fit in like a glove? <laughs> Sorry, I was wondering when we were going to get to use that one. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it's exactly the same. It's the people. Like, you know, the every. Every gym has, you know, dumbbells and kettlebells and racks and, and turf and, and, you know, ev- even as we add, you know, higher quality recovery kit and more tech and all that kind of stuff, none of it really matters in a nutshell. Like the the values of this place is community. Um, so the people, the people who make this place up is what makes it special. Um, you know, the fact that we can have, you know, over the off season we can have 
mums and young athletes all training with AFL guys and 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 doing that like that's Virtus. You know, if we yeah. were to package Virtus up as to what it is as a as a as a picture or as a feeling, that's what it is. It's people being able to rock up here, show up, improve their performance. Um, you know, that's a big part of what we do, and improve what they know. So improve to educate them. Um, if we can tick off community performance education, I'm winning, that's awesome. and that's and look, your vibe attracts your tribe. Really, we just to keep oh, we just keep attracting. You just made that up. Really, really that's good. Pretty, people that's pretty impressive. If you just made um, that up, that's really impressive. No, no, no. Classic. Like, yeah, we just well, keep attracting really good people through the doors. Um, yeah, every time we have a new person for an onboard, like we always chat after, like they're a perfect fit. Like, yeah, yeah, ninety-five percent of people that we attract through the doors are a perfect fit. Good things with the good people. It's um, it's more than just words on the wall. And it's more than just words on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, you're going to start reading out the odd numbers, and I'm going to read out the About even time numbers I something. because I am getting sick of talking. Thoughts on pre-workout? I'll start with that. <laughs> Take like, it away. If you're well fueled, well rested. You're recovering. Probably not necessary, but also, I guess, not unnecessary. Probably your best pre workout is just going to be caffeine. Cause a lot of pre workouts. That's the crux of what it is. Anyway, it's just caffeine, minus all the other chemical junk that's in it. Um, yeah, if you're well rested, well fueled, unnecessary, but also if you like that little bit of an extra boost, then sure, go for it. I'd probably opt for caffeine, a long black. Caffeine tablet, no dose. Yeah, but perfect. Probably no need for the extra junk that's in other pre workouts. But I don't know, if it gets you feeling better and lets you train without the negative side effects, then sure. Yeah, and I think that negative side effects is is an incredibly important part of it. So, like, you know, for for those playing at home, if you don't understand the difference between sympathetic and parasympathetic responses, sympathetic is when we're when we're having our pre workout, when we're training, when we're under stress. Um, and parasympathetic is when we're in kind of rest and digest, where we're relaxed, we're breathing, where our body's in recovery mode effectively, rest and recovery mode. If our pre-workout, and for a lot of people that take it, they take it because they're tired and fatigued. Yeah. If that pre-workout is inhibiting your capacity to shift back to a parasympathetic state post-session, then stop taking it. Um, like Tyler said, get the big rocks right first. Get your sleep nailed, get your nutrition nailed, get your hydration nailed, get all of the things that actually allow you to train um by all means if you've had a big day at work or the kids have kept you up or whatever and that um that no dose or the the black coffee or um you know the shine drink whatever it is helps get you through the session brilliant but we need to make sure that we're doing something on the back end to allow us to switch off and allow us to recover you got to look at why you're low on energy too you're not coming in you're not coming into the gym low on energy because you haven't had a pre-workout there's a reason you're low on energy. So you've got to strip back and look at all the different areas of your life, such as nutrition, your sleep, stress from relationships, work, etc., and look at why you're so depleted on energy and why you need to rely on pre-workout. Mm. We know we know that ca- uh, caffeine is one of, if not the most tested um, and studied supplements in the world, and it works. Yeah. Like, full stop. It works for performance. Um, I'm not a great case study at the moment because I'm not sleeping all that well but you know the double throw before footy gets me up and about and does and, does brilliant things for me and it's also a matter of personal preference too because for me I don't like too much caffeine before training or working out it makes me jury it's how I dislocated my shoulder I'd argue I came That's into the gym you got pretzel shoulders that too but came into the gym just pumped up full of caffeine just too edgy too jittery and fucked my shoulder and like before footy I just don't like it too yeah, so so do do what helps you perform yeah. better, but know that you've got to recover on the back end. 
Oh, <laughs> carbs equal the enemy. Ah, uh, you do that one. I can't be, I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, man. No, um, the end. Yeah, it's just no. Um, there's a couple of nutrition ones here. We will get clear on in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we um, won't deep dive too much in these no. nutrition runs because that's a better one for Claire. But. Here's the thing. Just don't eat like a dickhead. Um, <laughs> car- carbohydrates are brilliant. They allow us to fuel our bodies to do great things. Um, you know, proteins are brilliant. Fats are brilliant. But, you know, everything's a poison. What matters is a dose. So I think the – to as, a, as an overview, I'm not going to give you a heap of nutritional advice because it's not my job um, and, you know, the minutia of it sickens me, but just eat the things you like to eat, marry up what you're eating towards your goals and ensure that you do it consistently enough and uh, you hold yourself accountable to what what you say you're going to eat or what you're, what you're tracking. So hypothetically, you want to lose weight, track your intake. If you track your intake, you'll understand, okay, well, here's the breakdown between my macronutrients and here's how many calories I'm consuming and, oh, wait, maybe I'm – Maybe I'm eating in a calorie deficit for five days in a week, but I'm in a significant surplus for two days a week because I'm eating shit because it's my cheat day or my weekend or whatever it is. So I think, you know, eat like an adult's a great a great saying. It's just yeah. like just eat like you're like you're not a ten year old. Um, satiating whole foods. Yeah, we want to we want to have foods we enjoy. So you know, whether it's carbohydrates, whether it's a burger, whether it's beers, just do the things you enjoy, but there's going to be a trade-off between the things you enjoy and what your long-term goals are. And I think if you get, if, you know, it's back to that first question, self-awareness, if you're clear on where you want to head and what you actually want to do, you know, f- to make change, we need to make change. Um, if you're clear on that and clear on what you need to do to get there, then it's just a battle between short-term and long-term satisfaction. Um, and delaying that gratification effectively is what that self-discipline conversation we had before it's you know surrounding yourself with people that will help support your decisions it's getting clear on what you need to do day in day out and then it's just showing up and doing it so carbohydrates brilliant good for you keep keep consuming um if you're cutting carbs for any reason that isn't dictated by a dietitian or a a healthcare practitioner i.e a specialist doctor then stop that yeah Thanks for answering that one. (laughs) Here we go. Protein hacks, which I assume means how to get more protein. Yeah, I I like that one from a nutrition standpoint. Um, I've probably got two answers for that one. Don't demonize animal flesh and protein. (laughs) Great use of flesh. So, 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 so (laughs) nutrient dense, packed with protein. I love, as everyone here knows, I love salmon. Like so many good nutrients in that. Omega-3, good for skin, good fats. Good source of protein. Um, our second one, just a really good, clean whey protein. Yeah. Um, that, that's my two. Yeah. I'm not going to take it much further than that. I mean, you can – we know protein is more satiating and it, it will fill you up and you'll feel like you don't need to eat as much. So if you are trying to lose weight, upping your protein in your diet is a brilliant way to do it. If you – uh, training hard and need to recover. Upping more pro- protein is is necessary if you're playing sport and you need to recover from the the impact and and the game of and the games you're playing. Then protein is is incredibly important. So yeah, those two things are probably probably my go-to as well. Um, it's an, like making protein shakes are easy. You can chuck some whey in, chuck some yeah. you know chuck some nuts. Um, flaxseed, um, like, egg, what like milk, and you've got you know you've there's your extra protein. 
Yeah, and I was one that for the last few months, couple of years, sort of demonized protein shakes. I don't really know why. <laughs> um, but if you get a good quality one, clean, minimal ingredients, like that's the biggest protein hack you could probably get. Like that's 30 grams. That's yeah. a fair chunk of your daily needs. Yeah, liquid liquid protein is not not a bad thing. And I think we might do a, a full episode on what we wish we did better and what, what oh, we yeah. wish we knew then. And because um, there are, you know, there are a plethora of things. I've been in the industry for 10, 11 years. You've been in for, what, five or six? Yeah. So, you know, we've fucked up a lot of these, these things. And I've a lot fallen of the- down every rabbit hole, <laughs> yeah. but I've always just come back to the basics. Yeah. the ba- Yeah. It's, uh, it's cliche for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing the next one. WAP is the best song for the last decade. That's not really a question. It's a, that's no, it's, a It was a discussion. It was it's a statement. An incorrect one at that too. It is a shit song. It sucks. I'm uh. I don't get it. Anyway, that'll do. Um, you're wrong. You're wrong. The best song in the last decade would probably be. Well, that's a, it's something I should have thought about. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing for you. Oh. Sunshine. How <laughs> good the but, buttons? I love the buttons. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, WAP sucks. It's Carry a statement, on. an incorrect statement. Unfortunately, <laughs> due to the nature of my job, I got to listen to a lot of music every single day, and that's one that I unfortunately <laughs> yeah. hear probably every day. It comes on, and it's like, what is happening? Um, Always on Mitchell Rose shit. And this is the thing, you'll never. Actually, I heard you play it this morning. No, it was, it's on the. So we have a Virtus, Virtus Family Pump Up Tracks playlist, and it ah. is on there. So. There's also some yeah, some strange choices. But here's the thing. S- music is subjective. So, you know, there is no optimal. It's all around what people like and what people like at a particular time. So, you know, if you don't like a song, listen to it. Pay attention to it. And uh, if you say you don't like the music, this is for everyone who trains at Virtus. If you say you don't like the music and I say, all right, what would you like instead? Don't say, not this. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not helpful. All right. Anyway, that's a bit of a bit of a grind. Rant. Go next one. Opinion on new. Oh, jeez. Opinion on nootropics for exercise. Um, I actually saw this question on the whiteboard the other day and was meant to do a bit of research on it because I don't know, don't know a great deal about it. Um, haven't done that research, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I, th- I think you should, Josh, know that you should be able to answer this. I stuff think off Josh Lorenz put that question down. Sorry, yeah. Josh, I can't answer. I was meant to research. I reckon that's the jujitsu in him. Jujitsu. Uh, athletes looking for shortcuts. Um, not that it's a shortcut, but nootropics are basically uh, supplements or compounds that allow your brain to function more optimally. Yeah, I knew they were good for brain health. In a nutshell. In a, in a nutshell. All I knew. So, so, you know, things like ginseng and, um, uh, I don't know, I, I, I'll get a list up, but, but things like that that are ex- extras in things. Um, talk for a moment. Nootropics. Um, there you go. Drug supplements are the substances that claim to improve cognitive function. So basically anything, yeah. omega threes, um, okay. caffeine, all of that would would be part of it. So I guess my answer is is in terms of, um, like it's a big, it's a it's a growing a- aspect of the supplement industry, and we know the supplement industry is one of the most profitable industries in the world, and the reason for that is because. They market really well and they sell things that make a little bit of difference and they try and convince you that it makes a big difference. So, you know, same as the the question, the conversation we had before around the big rocks, sleep, yeah. nutrition, hydration, um, 
you know, good quality training consistently. If you're nailing those, sure, try some nootropics. But at the end of the day, they're they're a they're compounds that are marketed to us by supplement companies to you know ideally help us maybe a little bit. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, if you well, what I'm gathering there, if you do have a bit of brain fog or your brain's not functioning or whatever, you're probably going to ask yourself why that is. Strip back, look at every area of life, and then way up if the supplement's a good idea for you but yeah yeah, it's not going to improve you as much as nailing your sleep hydration nutrition will 100 percent. all right strength versus mobility what is more effective for life we Uh, need a why not do both button yeah there yeah (laughs) it's actually that's put that on the list um just quickly we don't have to do a this versus that like most like life doesn't work in a vacuum so it's never a is this exercise or that exercise better is this food or that food better like the answer is it depends <laughs> squat versus hip if, thrust yeah studies. If, if you're mobile then you probably need to get stronger if you're super strong then you probably need to be more mobile yeah. so i guess at the end of the day i ask myself the question is what's going to help me longer term um not necessarily for footy now or for you know what i'm doing day in day out it's like what's going to give me the capacity to do things down the track and the answer is both yeah. we want to be mobile and we want to have the capacity to produce absorb transfer force you know through different ranges right um so you also want to be able to bend down and tie your shoes up correct correct so you know for quality of life um the answer is both here's a here's a bit of a fun fact for you two of the early factors for uh, two of the factors for early death uh, foot speed and lower body strength. So lower body strength, obviously, if we every time you sit down, it's a little bit harder to get back up. What are you going to do more? You're going to sit down. And you're not going to you're not going to get down and get up all the time. And foot speed is every every day. <clears throat> so, okay, let's backtrack a little bit. So we a lot of older um, older humans they become incapacitated or pass away after having a fall. So they'll trip over and break a hip or break a leg or something like that. And then, you know, that decreases lower body strength and, and stops their movement and then eventually eventually they they cease to cease to move. So that fear of movement. Exactly. So the foot speed part of it every day we trip. Um, you know, when, if you, like now well, that you, we're you guys actively are, falling, is, yeah, <laughs> every time we walk. But if you pay attention, like you trip two or three times a day without realizing, because you just catch yourself and you carry on with your life. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're sixty or seventy and you're not very strong and you don't have the foot speed, that last that trip could be your last one, effectively. So, one of the things that I'm mindful of is when programming for everyone when they're younger, but especially when they're older, is making sure that we can maintain foot speed and we can maintain strength. And then. The follow-up or the, the next part of that is we do want to be we want to be able to pick the kids up off the floor. We want to be able to tie our shoes. We want to be able to, if we fall down, get up off the ground. So, yeah, the the answer is both from, yeah. from my perspective. It but was a big mistake I made like when I first got into the industry, like year 12 when I was programming for older clients. I would just include these really, really gentle exercises, no power, nothing too strenuous. And it's like, well, why wouldn't an elder want to move fast? Hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, and and we've got to start like the goalposts move in terms of where we start, but ultimately <clears throat> we want anyone, we want everyone to be able to get down on the floor and get up with as much ease as possible. So you know, there's no perfect exercise for this kind of stuff for strength and mobility, but things like Turkish get ups, um, and crawls and carries and deadlifts and squats and things that that they don't need to mimic everyday life, but they're things that 
challenge you in posi- in multiple positions and yeah. force you to get better in each of those positions. Good movement variability. Yeah, hundred percent. So strength massive mobility, it's both. Um, more effective is you know centered around like we want to ask ourselves with our training is what's my end game and is this going to get me closer to it and. You know, the best thing we can do is have repeatability in our training and have variability in our training. So tick those boxes and you'll be sweet. Uh, deep dive into recovery, recovery mobility, modalities, how, why, when, what, etc. Um, we're not going to do a deep dive today, but in a 90-second answer, go. Into all our tools that we've got? Uh, just I'm, just I'm recovery in, in, a, in a nutshell. Well, again, like we've had the conversation two times already in the podcast, but... Again, your big rocks, your sleep, hydration, nutrition. They they are repeat they, something six times. They are important. your recovery <laughs> modalities, but recovery is eighty percent subjective, and, I, and I've just made that number up. But it's <laughs> it's largely subjective and how you feel and how you think you feel. So if a dive into a freezing cold ocean after a game of footy when your legs are sore, and that gets you feeling better, then keep doing that. If diving into an ice bath gets you feeling better, keep doing that. If it makes but, you feel shit and gets you stressed and, yeah. and, and, and you know pumps you full of cortisol, then yeah. maybe that's not the best thing for you to be yeah, doing. If, if you're dreading jumping into the ice bath, then don't jump don't, into the ice don't, bath. Don't jump into the ice there's bath. There's obviously there's elements around resilience and things like that. And then yeah. this is like this is the duality that is life, right? There's not one one it's not good or bad. <clears throat> Something like an ice bath, if you hate it, sucks for recovery because yeah. you're you're going to pump yourself full of the hormones that do not enhance recovery. Uh, because it is a stressor when you jump into a freezing cold bath. For sure. body goes into a heightened but state of stress. But if you want to train resilience, yeah, there are a few better yeah. things than sitting under a cold yeah. shower for four like, minutes every morning. Like I love an ice bath to train resilience and mm. my ability to regulate stress. But if you're already in a heightened state of stress due to a big game of footy, whatever. Yeah. Might not be the best option. Yeah. The the advice I give to the footy boys is basically just what makes you feel good, what yeah. makes you feel better, and what allows you to move better so that you can train properly on a Tuesday. So for some people, it's going for a run. For some people, it's going for a walk with a dog. For some, it's it's ice. For some, it's it's heat. It's spa, like warm shower, things like that. Um, for some, it's a beer or two. Obviously, you know, one or two, one or two pots. Nothing wrong with it, really. From a for a recovery perspective, you might have different different feeling about it but I've had a beer after every game of footy this year yeah because it I'm fine just, it helps you relax right we yeah. talked about parasympathetic sympathetic before it helps shift you into that parasympathetic response obviously our bodies then got to metabolise the alcohol and yeah. and do things like that so maybe don't have 15 don't get pissed um, and stop drinking sugar free sugar full sugar full sugary UDLs and, and mixed drinks and stuff like that um, good carbs though yeah yeah maybe <laughs> maybe um but at the end of the day, yeah, recovery should make us feel better. So whether it's Normatex, whether it's an ice bath, whether it's a spa, things that make us feel better will help us perform better um, and it will help us build our capacity. That's it, yeah. Like half my science brain like tries to opt for things that are mm. going to deliver fresh blood to my muscles. So I love sauna and active movement. But again, half of that's also just what makes me feel good too. Like I like sauna. Yeah. So I yeah. Ha- half do it because I know it's going to deliver blood. Half do it because I like it. Yeah, and the you know the hidden benefit of the sauna is you sit in the fucking same place for twenty minutes, yeah. where you know most of us are go 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 all day. So it helps sh- helps shift that you know how you're recovering. Uh, knees over toes. Yeah, I really like that. Well, like I don't know everyone knows knees over toes going ATG. Mm. Um, I really like that <coughs> they're promoting 
that your knees can go over your toes and it's not a bad thing. I think some of their messaging could be a little bit different, but overall, like, yeah, your knees can and are meant to go over your toes. Yeah. Um, obviously, build tolerance if you've never done that before or if you've, if it's been a while since you've done any movement, maybe don't crank your knee over, over, <laughs> knee over your toe as hard as you can with a 60-kilo barbell on your back, yeah. but graded exposure is the way to go, really. Progressive overload is the first thing we we learn in a PT course, the first thing we learn at uni. Yeah. Um, and I think if we understand that and we work within our current capacities, we obviously want to work on the edge because you're not living on the edge, you're taking up space. We want to work on the edge and then we want to build from there and build and just build capacity and build capacity and build capacity. So, you know, we build capacity in range, we build capacity in force output, we build capacity in, in um, repeatability. So, yeah, I, I knees over toes are brilliant and it's been fantastic that, you know, someone's frankly made their career over over a thing that a lot of us, most of us have been doing for 10 years. Yeah. But play on. Fair play to him. Um, <laughs> I think where the messaging goes wrong is like the, you've got to be doing X exercise to mm. reduce your risk of injury. If you do fucking Nordics, then you're going to reduce your risk of injury by this percent. You've got to have all these, like as if the body's a machine, you've got to have all these percentages of strength in certain areas and that's going <coughs> to yeah. help perfect your body. Yeah, I think we 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 should figure out what our sport or our activity requires of us, and if and figure out and find ways to measure it. Like it's important to measure measure these things. Find ways to measure those those requirements, and then you know identify the gaps, and then work on the gaps, and that's it. So, yeah. Um, similar question: external rotation during squats and deads, good or bad? I think someone saw my post the other day. I think so. I don't think it's bad. Um. But no movements I, necessarily. I, I was going to say I also don't think knees coming in is bad either. Like just do what feels good for you. Like I, I mean the knees are gonna cave in a little bit as your foot pronates into the ground, and pronation is literally the flattening of all your arches. That's coupled with hip internal rotation. So, mm. like Marty said to me the other day when she was squatting, she was like, "Shit, like my squat feels so good when I sort of let my knees cave in, but you know, when I'm when I'm trying to." jam them out like I've always been told it just feels really yuck I'm like yeah. well, there's a fucking reason for that <laughs> yeah, your you knees d- are meant to sort of cave yeah. in a little bit as your foot flattens um, just let it happen don't fight it and I think Claire said the, uh, Claire commented on my post she said oh, I had really bad knee pain I was trying to jam my knees out yeah. and then I just let my knees be knees and we're all good good quality movement and good quality strength training is all about transference of force it's, it's your capacity to move force from the ground or from a part of your body. So, you know, say you're doing a bench press, you're not necessarily, you can push through the ground, but you're working off, off the ground and through and through the bench into the bar so to move the weight, right? <clears throat> um, same thing if we're playing footy and we're fending someone off or same thing if we're playing basketball and we're changing direction. All good quality movement is your, your capacity to absorb transfer force and then project it in, in some way, shape or form. So the... There's no bad movement. There's bad. There's an inability to control, and I think this might be one of the questions down down the yeah. road. Um, there's an inability con- to control the movement. So your focus in terms of a squat should be: Can I control this movement, body weight? Right? Yeah. And you talked about graded exposure. Then can I control this movement? Um, control this movement through you know with a, with a bar. Then can I add load? And if you can do that and and progressively overload that way. Um, that 
your neuromuscular system becomes more efficient and it becomes more effective and you're never going to be able to you're never going to be able to um, what's the word I'm looking for Uh, completely stop injuries but you know, like prevent injuries, injury prevention, forgot that word. Um, but we can increase our, our robustness to potentially decrease the likelihood of injuries. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I, I don't think the external rotation is neither good nor bad. Um, what works for you? 100%. Creatine oh, for younger athletes. Awesome, yeah. <clears throat> um, similar to caffeine, creatine is like one of the most well-researched supplements of all time. Um I think it's awesome, like so highly researched with really, really minimal side effects found. So it's going to help you store more phosphate groups in the muscles. So pretty much greater force output. Um, it's going to improve your ability to complete anaerobic activity. So think jump, sprint, change of direction, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, high intensity activity is going to increase your time to fatigue. Um, it crosses the blood brain barrier too. So there's some cognitive benefits probably. It's an nootropic. Um, yeah. There you go. Didn't know that. Welcome. Welcome um, to my world. Um, and yeah, really, really minimal side effects. Like if you've got a youth athlete, maybe 12 to 17 years old, and they have massive demands for their sport, sure, whatever. It's also found in like animal meats, like flesh. So if someone's not eating enough animal flesh or they have certain beliefs around that, then it could be a really good supplement. I recommend getting a high-quality one. Um some of the low, lower quality ones aren't quite absorbed as well. Um, so spend a little bit of extra money, get a high quality one that's actually going to be absorbed into the muscles. Uh, it also yeah, takes fluid into your muscles too. It actually makes you look more dense. Thicker, which yeah. we love. T-H-I-C-C. Nah, CQ. Thick, thick. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, I don't need to add anything to that. Creatine is great. It's, um, along with caffeine, it's probably the most widely tested and researched sub supplements in the world yes um all right the next one is just it's just a name harry styles thoughts discuss again it's not a question it's just a it's just a name a a proper noun it's not not even a question there um what are your thoughts on old mate harry better when he was in one direction fucking what actually yes you actually think he was better in one direction yep absolutely i got a few good tunes oh watermelon sugar yeah, I'm all about this. This is my favourite yeah. favorite Harry Styles song. I don't know if we'll get kicked off for having a Harry Styles song on, but anyway, um, this song is so good. I know it's an older one, but I think Harry Styles is phenomenal. I think he's great. Right, I think I can't, uh, I can't argue. I'm just more privy to One Direction than <laughs> Harry Styles. But I love that. What a question. Um, good from Charlotte. Uh, all right. Importance of hydration. This has been your uh, just, your cr- just, crux of your life a little bit lately. <laughs> might just link the reel that I made. Yeah, made a very good reel, but let's let's talk about it in a in the, usable. Yeah, you know, to be very blunt and matter of fact, your body needs it for every single chemical reaction that it uh, has. Every cell, everything. Yeah, every do. cell needs it. If you're not getting enough of it, you will die. Um, yeah, and like, it, but like, and I think the. You're right. If we're not getting enough, it will die. Um, that's one end of the spectrum. But if we're if we're having a suboptimal amount of water, if we're if we're dehydrated a lot of the time, like your body will work. Yeah. It, 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 like our our uh, our body and our our system has a 
incredible capacity to just get things done. And Body to get, is very robust. To, yeah, to get things done. But if we're looking for optimal, and you know, optimal is a word that we're never really going to get optimal, but it's, it's a nice place to aim, aim at and throw at sometimes. But optimal cognitive function, optimal physiological, psychological function, if we want to be able to do things and do them well, Hydration is like the number one, sim- most simple thing we can do, I think, yeah. as a usable usable one. Lots of people go, oh, I just always like, forget. But just have, can have a glass of water with you. Like like, if people want to start going to the gym or moving more, sometimes we need to start implementing some habit and behavior change strategies because it's sometimes not all that, not all that easy. But yeah. I don't know, I just feel like with Drink more drinking water. water, just drink <laughs> more water. Yeah. It's, it's free. But Get out and, of the tap. And, and, you know, from... So Greg obviously does a lot of work, um, a lot of manual therapy and a lot of work in terms of movement. And you know, I, I've lost track of the amount of times where I've said, you know, because we, we kind of have a chat after most of his, most of his appointments. How'd you go? You know, what'd you do? What was the problem? And, you know, a lot of the times, because a lot of the issues that, that people are having with, might be with hips or with, with areas that aren't feeling good, they've got back pain or, or, or something like that. And we have a whole bunch of organs that are squished together in our trunk, right? And we have heaps of connective tissue, lots of um, lots of blood tissue or blood vessels. And for the majority of people, it's all jammed up and it doesn't move very well, right? We grab a foam roller to roll our quads if they're a bit tight. We grab a lacrosse ball to roll through T-spine. But we never really do anything around there. And most of the time once Greg's, you know, done some work and, and, and changed the way the tissue's behaving – his advice is just drink more water. Yeah. It's just, hey, how much water do you drink today? Oh, half a glass or, or none. Um, it's simple. It's easy. It's one of those things that's not sexy because it's just drink more water, right? But if you can drink more water and if you can hit your you know, two and a half to three liters a day, then you're going to move, you're going to feel, and you're going to have the capacity to do more. And yeah. if that's what we're here for. Like just the secondary benefits as well. Like You're going to sleep better digestion is going to be better. Like your skin, you actually be glow. Like the amount of people I've said to drink more water and the, like the next few days I see them, they're like just glowing. They just look healthier. Yeah, it's 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 easy. It's like hanging fruit. I'm sick of talking about it, but, yeah. um, you know. And so, it, someone put that in to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you seem a little uh, little anxious. Drink more water. Um, it's one of those things, and I think this is this is like my like my evolution as a coach as well. I've spent... I spent a lot of my early years learning about this stuff and, you know, preaching it and pushing it, like get your steps up, go for a walk, you know, do your meditation, right? Do your journaling, learn how to squat, do your mobility work, drink your water, all the basic shit. And you kind of go feel like you go past it and then you turn around and you look back and you're like, everyone's still not drinking enough water. Yeah. They're not walking enough each day and things like that. Like so you almost think it's too basic. but it, Yeah, and, you know, I know if I think it's too basic, then most people who are not in the industry and or you know don't see the benefits of it on a large scale. Like we get to see a couple hundred people improve when they do X, Y, Z. So yeah, it's it's not just us preaching drink more water because you know we're water shields and we're paid by the water companies. Just fucking drink water. It's not that hard. All right, that's it. That's all I got. Um, why does poor movement often lead to injury? Go. Define poor movement <laughs> is my answer. Um, and here we go. Yeah, An like, inability to absorb or transfer force. Yeah, well, like, I don't necessarily think there is such a thing as a bad movement or a poor movement. Maybe your capacity for doing that movement is just incredibly low. I think that's another one that someone put up because they might have seen one of my posts. Mm. Um, 
yeah, I, I would argue it doesn't lead to injury, but maybe a poor capacity for doing X movement will lead to injury. Um, it's all about tissue tolerance for mine. If your tissues aren't tolerable to a certain range or a movement and you load the shit out of it or you have a sudden spike in your volume, yeah, um, yeah you probably Or, in, or intensity. Like it can yeah. be a, hey, I haven't sprinted for six years and then you go flat chat it. It's what happened to yeah. me and my Achilles <laughs> earlier in the year. Yeah. And like load management's incredibly important. It's almost one of the most important parts yeah. of our job. It's it's teaching our members and teaching our athletes how to understand what their body's telling them. So, you know, you're right in the fact that there, there might not be any poor movement, but there is there's poorly executed yeah. movement. Yeah. And I guess the I guess the gap that we need to fill is we need to teach people what their bandwidth is and what they're currently capable of. Mm. So the analogy I like to use is everyone drives a car, or most of you guys will be driving cars. Um, when you drive your car, you have room either side of, of your car either side of the lane, right? So we, I call that the bandwidth. So you have bandwidth to move your car and to, you know, to shift to the right-hand side of the lane and nothing's, nothing bad is going to happen or shift to the left. Once we veer over the other side of incoming traffic or we, we hit the gravel on the other side, shit's going to go wrong, right? Something's going something's gonna to happen. Um, and movement is exactly the same. When we squat, when we deadlift, when we press, when we pull – we, ha- we are within a performance bandwidth. There's no perfect way to do a movement. There are acceptable ways and not more, and there are, sorry, there are acceptable ways and unacceptable ways in terms of your risk of hurting yourself or getting injured. So, so I think, you know, there is, I, I would say there is poor movement. Um, there's movement that is more likely to cause you maybe injury or, or maybe just discomfort. And if you do that enough, you're teaching yourself poor pattern yeah. patterns, which then, you know, we spoke before about, Training is just tension and ability to absorb and produce and, and move and shift and, and do it safely. Um, you know, when we get someone who who's done a bunch of hamstrings and, you know, one of the reasons why is because the hips are super jammed up and they can't get into certain positions, then, then we have an issue. Um, so so they're probably s- poor movements for certain people at their snapshot in time. Hmm. And for, for their particular sport or particular... Um, activity they're trying to do so you know if you can't touch your toes then you're probably not going to be able to deadlift very well yeah yeah and like it was only yesterday we had b out in the gym floor she was um trying to do an incline barbell push-up and wasn't getting the barbell to to her chest and she was wondering why and i said all right stand up for me had her make that shape with her arms and see if she can get her fists behind her back which she couldn't so i'm like well there's no way i'm gonna have you do that barbell push-up going full range of motion bar Mm. to chest when you can't even actively get your fists to your rib cage. Yeah, we need to understand what we're looking at. Like if, if a, like it can be a strength issue or a capacity issue or it can be a mobility issue. And if we don't have the mobility to get to a position, then we try and load that position. You know, some movements we're going to be okay. We're going to, that load's going to help us yeah. push that range, but we're probably not going to be able to control that movement very well. No. Um, and again, it doesn't really matter as long as we're having fun. Uh, strength, <laughs> strength or cardio first. This is another classic. In most instances, strength first. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to the young footy boys that were in the other night. Like if you want to build your strength, which is simply your ability to produce force, like the maximal amount of, pro- of force that your muscles can produce, then you're going to want to train to mimic that. So you're going to want to train and lift heavy shit. Your reps are going to be really, really low because you can't lift heavy shit. 12 to 15 times if you can then you're not lifting heavy enough so if you're trying to produce as much force as possible then i'd probably do cardio after because if you're doing cardio beforehand you're going to be fatigued your ability to produce force is going to be inhibited um 
if your goals cardio, yeah, do cardio first. Exactly um, what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, it's just understanding one what your what your intention is, what you're actually trying to achieve, and then secondary is is understanding how the body works. We're going to be able to produce. We're going to, yeah, we're not there. Struggling here. We are going to have a diminished uh, potential for intensity if we are under fatigue. Yeah. So if we want to jump far, run fast, lift lift heavy, then we add fatigue. We're going to get worse. Yeah. So you know, I use the example of when we used to when we're playing footy at VFL, we we're footballers, right? So what do we do first? Do we train or do we lift in the gym? We train. we train. Yeah. yeah. So we get the the technical tactical stuff out of the way first. We do some running at the end of training, and then we go in and we'd eat, and then we go and do a gym session. And I was at uni at the time, and and sitting there going, "But this is backwards. This is not what yeah. we should be doing." But we're footballers, right? And that's a that's another like don't let perfect be the enemy of good sort of thing. If for whatever reason you have to get your running done first. For whatever reason, then do it. Make sure you're well fueled, well rested in between your um, running bout and your strength bout. Like it's yeah, it might not be optimal, but just make it work for you. Perfect. Fuck optimal. Cereal or milk first? This is not. This is a fucking dumb question. Cereal, like, obviously. Then yeah. you know how much milk to put in. If you go on milk first, <laughs> there is something wrong. Delete the podcast. <laughs> it's like oh, I don't know. That, it's uh yeah. That's another one. Someone's just put in to annoy us. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> Um, all right, mindfulness and mental health, positive effects of physical activity on those two things. I just, uh, do you want to kick us off with that one? Yeah, just a sidebar. Like, um, this is a massive topic. We could talk about this for a 10-episode series. Oh, that is a podcast. Coop, Coop and I did do a um, a mindfulness and mental health podcast uh, during COVID. So I think season two, episode eight or something along those lines. So if you want to deep dive, jump into that. Um I yeah I think I think that will cover most things but I think as summary and you know for for mindfulness and mental health we feel better when we move and we feel better when we can get out of our heads sometimes get into our body movement whether it be running walking swimming lifting in the gym it's it's effectively a form of meditation so what it allows us to do it allows us to take take our current capacity and just remove a layer of stress um, you know most of us are uh, fairly at the moment I would like I would say that because of the way the world's been the last couple of years a lot of unknowns and things like that, a lot a lot of us are feel fairly snowed under in terms of capacity and and what you know what we're dealing with there's it seems a lot more like micro stresses at the moment than they usually are um, and they're micro stresses that in isolation aren't big things there you know it might be a little bit lack of sleep it might be works a little bit more hectic than normal it might be um you know the weather's a bit shit or whatever it is you we can sit here and list a hundred of them what you want to do and utilize your movement and things like that for is each time you you do something might be walking for 20 minutes it might be lifting in gym session you almost like cancel out a couple of those micro stresses so if you've got 20 things you know pulling you one direction you can go well I'm going to meditate today I'm going to drink some water I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to do my gym session you're actively pulling the other way and it kind of brings you back more to what would I, I would consider like normal and and a um, more more relaxed mindset um, we don't want to you know we hear the the saying in here like I just need a holiday a lot um We've effectively, in a, in a nutshell, we've had two years of holidays of on and off yeah. and on and off, and it's made everyone worse. So I think your goal shouldn't be to have a holiday and to have to take 
two weeks off everything and just full stop and remove all the micro stress for two weeks because then when you come back, micro stress is still there. Micro stress is magnified. Yeah, exactly. So I think first, like first foremost, what's one thing that'll make you feel better? And for most of us, it's going for a walk. Try and fit today. Try and fit three of those things into into your into your day. Tomorrow, try and fit another five things. Next day, ten things, and then you'll find all right. Which of these things make the most difference? Which which ones are going to move the needle for me the most? And um, I don't do it anymore. But for me, it was for a long time. It was journaling. Just having a piece of paper, a, 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 an empty page in front of me. I would force myself just to write whatever's in my head, and I never felt worse afterwards because there was always all the stuff that was in there got out there, and I could fold it up and I can move it away. Um, you know, for some people it's training, for some people it's running, for some people it's listening to music or reading a book. But find the things that help help. Uh, what, whatever modality you choose, make sure you give it a crack for a good extended period of time. Don't just do it once and think, shit, that's not working and <laughs> never try it again. Um, and it, it is a matter of personal preference too. Like for me, meditating and journaling are two that I've tried extensively for long periods of time and it just didn't do it for me at it's all. just because you're a bad person. It almost became like a chore. I'm a bad person too, <laughs> but it... it Became a chore, like yeah. I'd be all tucked in bed, ready to go to sleep, and I'm like, fuck, I haven't done my journaling, I have to get yeah. back up. So like, you don't want to become a slave to your habits, but yeah. you also want to pick things that are going to help you and point that needle in the right direction. Yeah. And it, it, the only way to figure that out is to do them extensively and yeah. actually give it a crack. Yeah, I stopped journaling after 1,500 days or something every day. I stopped doing it because it, I didn't feel it was serving me anymore. I didn't feel like it was making a difference to how I was feeling and what I was doing. Um, and, you know, I've got diminished capacity at the moment because of the girls, and which is, you know, something that I'm trying to fit other things and, and squeeze other things into. But I think the question to ask is, you know, it's a big question, but it's like, who do I want to be? And, you know, what things would this person do? Start doing those things. So, you know, if you want to be the kind of person that's a little bit more relaxed and, little, you know, that's more capable of dealing with mental health through mindfulness, then, you know, you're probably someone that trains pretty regularly, probably yeah. someone that gets out for a walk, probably someone that's, you know, touches base with friends fairly often. So, yeah, so there's, you know, we could, we could definitely deep dive on that. Um, but, yeah, there's a podcast episode already done. Um, but I think figure out what works for you and then lean into that. i got one more question for you on that because mm-hmm. I have some people in here we talk about training is me time but then some people respond with well training's not my me time like that's something I feel like yeah. I have to do yeah like what response <clears throat> um that? some people love training some people hate training um you know most of us are somewhere in the middle I'm someone that loved training 10 years ago yeah. but now it's like I have to train um I think as long as you're clear on the reasons why you're training and you're clear on the outcomes you're trying to have some people just train for the sake of training like you know we got we got people in here that would train because it's something they need to do to stay on an even keel like they need to come in and move and if they don't do it you know they feel like they haven't got any time for themselves like for a lot of parents it'll be me time yeah because they get an hour where they're not you know they're not pull pushed and prodded and pulled in 15 different ways um you know for for younger athletes it's sometimes it's the thing you have to do um but you know at the end of the day we want to try and find love for training and it doesn't have to be the training part. It might be improving on a lift or it might be connecting with the people in the gym or it might just be playing with the dog um, that's running around the gym. Yeah. Um, thanks to you, she's still here. Um, but it's finding finding the thing that you enjoy because we know that training outside, having good sleep and drinking water and, and nutrition, we know that training is pretty much the best and strength training um, 
and some cardiovascular training is effectively the best thing you can do for long-term quality of life, long-term health, full stop. And we need to find ways to build that into our life. It might be you know, playing football or it might be swimming, um, swimming three times a week or it might be you know, playing tennis. It doesn't necessarily matter, but if we're like the gym's a brilliant environment where we don't have a lot of those outside um, influences so that we can just work on the thing we're trying to work on. Like tennis, you get a bunch, you know, 15 other benefits in terms of change of direction and speed and, and, um, and lower body strength, things like that, but it misses a bunch. So um, yeah, figure out, you know, and this is a self-awareness thing back to the start of the episode, figure out whether you love it or not. Uh, and if you don't, then find the things that you enjoy about yep. it. Start to find love in the process, um, and then you know do it because you want to, not because you have to. Um, and if and if you don't love the gym, don't go to the gym. Go find something else, yeah. movement wise, that'll help improve the things you want to improve. That's external to that. That's it. Yeah, there are thousands of different things too. Like being coaches, we are pretty married to this modality. But yeah, there are a thousand different things you can do. Yeah. If you don't like this kind of training, go to CrossFit. If you don't like yeah. CrossFit, go to F45. If you don't like F45, go to a 24-hour gym. Like, That's try, it. We, try we, things we and l- then you'll figure it out. We love to shit on HIIT training. but <laughs> A hey, lot of people love it. If it's not making you worse and you love it and you can rock up to it, do it. Yeah. And it's, you know, I like asking the question, can I, would I be able to do this in 20 years' time and keep improving? Um, all right. So how does sleep impact performance? Positively. Like, <laughs> that is... Good. That's where you're recovering. That's where your body is healing itself. Like your body is your your natural healer. That's where it gets the chance to do its healing. Um, yeah, seven to nine hours a night. Like I was, I got pretty sick like yesterday and the day before. Like really run down. I think it was just heightened stress just with a lot of different things going so on. So much. Yeah. Um, so I just drank a lot of water, penciled in some naps. Slept a shitload last night, and today I'm like a new man. I remember I said to, I said to you last night, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we might, I, I might not be doing be no this good for the podcast. Yeah, but, but we nailed it's, it. It's just sleep. It's so simple. Yeah, it's simple, but it's 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 not easy. So I think um, it impacts. Bef- like, yeah, I don't need to give you any more than that. But it allows us to allows us to work at 100. percent It's you know, not sleeping is like not charging your phone. Yeah, 100. percent It's like sure, your phone will still work. Um, you know, when it gets to when it get that little red quicker. when you get that little red line you 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 know it doesn't perform optimally um and we're the same like we're no different so we need to figure out the things that allow us to recharge um and then allow us to get a good sleep you yeah. know there, there are many maybe we'll do a full podcast on sleep but there are, oh, there yeah. are different types of sleep and each of those and each phase of sleep gives us something different so get it Matthew does Walker on the podcast <laughs> yeah it does different things for us um so if you're only getting your 5 hours you're not getting the full benefit of those. Yeah. So yeah, like, and this comes from someone that's getting five or six hours at the moment. Yeah. But the we'll gym and it. when you're getting a sweat on and when your muscles are burning, like that's when you're breaking down. Your sleep's when you build back up again and get stronger and more robust. Uh, really good benefits for your memory too, if you're studying. So. Exactly. So, yeah. all right, uh, last one. And we are just a touch under the hour, which is what we're aiming for. So Phenomenal. really good time management by us. What's your favourite quote? Um... I already said be the change you wish to see in the world. There was one by Seneca. Um, couldn't be my favourite quote because I'm struggling to remember it. Wow. <laughs> hey, you go and I'll look it up. Is it uh, Comparison is a Thief of Joy? That's one no. of my favourite Seneca quotes. Um, my favourite quote is Seneca's mate, not really, but Marcus Aurelius, it's... Um, 
Oh, I've forgotten. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it is. We're having a mare here. I, I'm properly having a nightmare. Uh, it's uh, it's basically control the controllables. It's um, oh man, I have hey, blank. You've rocked. Mind, you've rocked me here. Mind by Seneca, we suffer more in imagination than in reality. Oh, so yeah, things good. are always worse in your head than they actually are. Um, a lot of your heightened state of stress isn't mm. due to things that are actually going on. It's due to the stories that you're telling yourself in your head. So funny. Started the podcast, I looked at this question and went, oh, yeah, bang. So simple. Um, um, you have power over your mind, not outside your events. Realize this and you'll find strength. I think you know, it, they're, they're two pretty s- quotes that probably saying the same thing in different ways. Um, you know, majority of life is outside of our control. Figure out the, the list of things that are in your control and just focus on them. Um, we can get overwhelmed and there can be a lot going on, you know, pretty much all of the time if we let it. Um, but, you know, what you pay attention to is completely up to you. So one of the tasks I like to prescribe to people who, who do feel overwhelmed and do feel like there's too much going on is get yourself a piece of paper, line down the middle, on one side write the things that are within your control, on the other side write the things that are outside of my control. There's effectively like six or seven things that are within your control. It's what you do, what you consume, um, what, you, what you put in your body, it's who you spend time with and it's how you spend your time and, and in a nutshell that's effectively it. On the other side is pretty much everything else. There are thousands and thousands of things. The weather, whether we're in COVID or not, you know, you know how you're feeling today, uh, how other people approach you. you know, there's... A million things. So once we've got those two two lists, fold it up, stick it on the fridge, pay attention to the stuff that you can control and life will get infinitely better. Yeah. Yeah. Re- really similar to mine, Jules. Jules, really similar parallels. Good. I think that's it. Thanks for hanging out for... Uh, we, we better answer Emily Webster's question. Oh, yeah. Else. I didn't actually... I thought I wrote it down. She'll be really disappointed. Yeah, go. She asked me about six times last night and again today, if we were dogs, what breed <laughs> would we be? <laughs> Uh, KP called me a poodle earlier. Fucking look at the so, perm. So I might run Where'd you get your perm from, by the way? Um, Grindstone Barber in Mornington. Get around him. Shout um, out. It's uh, very hard to get into James how's, Sharp and MV. Our third favourite barber in Mornington. Um, a poodle. What would you have said if KP didn't oh, suggest so, that? Something loyal can do good oh, tricks, like a Dalmatian or something. Do good tricks. Dalmatian and Vistler. <laughs> You'd be a good Vistler. Got a bit of Vistler about you. Yeah. Um, I reckon I'd just be a Border Collie. Like, a little bit annoying, but adorable. You are your dog. Yeah. I, you are, Banksy. You definitely, you see other people that look like their dogs, and I used to laugh at it, and now I hang out with Banksy, and people mm. kind of say, like, you guys are the yeah. same. And same with Greg and Angus and Mitch yeah. and Bailey and Boston. <laughs> yes. Like, everyone is their dogs. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I love it. Um, that's it. Any more for any more? Phenomenal. Nope, I'm out. Beautiful. Um, that's episode one. Hey, what's happening episode two? Uh, I haven't decided yet. I think you and Mitch, right? That's right, actually. I, I forgot <laughs> that. Hey, next week, me and Mitchell are coming on. Hey, don't know what we're going to talk about yet. If you have any suggestions, let us know. We might break down some training systems such as ATG and knees over toes and whatnot. Who knows? Can't bloody wait. See you, team. It's been amazing. Sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine.